I had to shake him on my last case, big O don't play. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Muskie Hunts Podcast. I'm one of your five hosts this evening, Ryan Reed. We have all hunks on the phone tonight and we do not have any guests. So before we start this one, where everybody's already aware, everybody's here, but why don't we just say, say hi, Mr. Donnie Swink. Hi, Donnie. Hi, Mr. Donnie Swink. How are you tonight, sir? <laughs> I'm good. How are you, Ryan? Good. Struggling today, but good. So we also have on the phone tonight, Mr. Nick Fiesler. Good evening. Again. What is this, two in a row? I know. Wow. He's on a streak. This Watch might be him. his longest streak ever. There you I go. Feel, you know, like the, the snips from uh, NBA Jam, like, he's heating up. He's on <laughs> fire. <laughs> That's what I feel like Nick is tonight. <laughs> All right, so we also have on the phone tonight Mr. Tom Venata. Hello. How you doing? The rubber man. The rubber the man. Rubber man. The That's rubber what they used man, to call man. me in college. <laughs> I don't I have a I have a funny story I've been waiting I've been dying to tell everybody. I I didn't even text about it yet cuz I was waiting till now. Ooh, you're going to tell it now or can so, I introduce yeah, you? Yeah, you just go for it. Hold yeah. on. Well, we it's also short, have it's on... short. Short. Okay, go ahead. Shoot. I bro- I broke a rib uh making lures. Wait, what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We can talk about that, but yeah, I broke a rib making soft plastics. <laughs> Dude, this I saw that burn. Thing. I saw the. Oh yeah, well that was a wicked burn. I mean, <laughs> was this on on musky lures or trout worms? Um, I'm making a musky mold, so uh, I guess it counts. Oh, at least that's respectable. I swear to God, if you were gonna tell us you broke a rib making a trout, <laughs> what worm? happened? Did you like fall backwards it. under the I table saw? Well, no, the mold really stuck together. Yeah, the mold was just stuck. No, no. <laughs> I was making a mold and I was walking it back over from the shop, and I slipped on ice, and I like my ribs landed Ooh. on the end of a railing, like the railing oh, up my steps. God. I got it, like, right to the side of the nipple, like, almost in the armpit, but not quite, like, right there. It, Ugh. I've never felt anything like it. If it was a sharp railing, I'd still be impaled out there, dangling from it. <laughs> but I got lucky, I got lucky that it was wood. Jeez, oh, a man. Dude, not to laugh about that, but. Yeah. And I, I ruined the mold. Oh, my God. I, I, that's why I don't have a wiggly to show you, because I threw that mold into the air when I fell. So, oh. trying again tonight. <laughs> Dude, when did that happen? Yesterday morning. Oh, oh my God, God Tom. Yep. Well, we, we're we're going to talk about the the uh, the bait the bait pouring because we're all very interested, and I had a chance to stop over and see it. So, oh, yeah. I'd like to talk about it. Welcome. We're also going to talk about how useful you know salt can be on icy sidewalks and steps. Get there. <laughs> we also have on the phone tonight, Mr. Owen Seaman and Big O's Bucktails. Hi, guys. Hello. Good to Hello. have you guys on tonight. Good to be on. So is that where we want to start? Where? With with your ribs. Well, I mean, I guess we did start with your ribs. Yeah. I'm sitting here with an ice pack wrapped around me. Well, let's start with like, what are you doing? You're built. You're building molds. Tell me. T- tell, yeah. Tell well, our just listeners. trying to learn everything there is to like beginner soft plastics. Like, I, I feel like I got the plastics part down, and I'm struggling with the mold part. So I'm gonna like take a break from like 
colors and plastics and plastisol, and I'm going to play with silicone because I want to get the mold part down. I suck at that still. But otherwise, I feel like I have a good understanding kind of like the entry level plastics, you know? I got to admit, I'm I'm impressed with what you've been putting out there lately. Uh, It's you're obviously taking the time to really learn the learn. I guess learn the different plastics and and the way the colors, the colors interact with this stuff. I am so far down the rabbit hole. It's disgusting. Kayla just ordered a five gallon bucket of plastic like her. Like she's even hyped up on it. Like she likes doing it, too. She so, bought five gallons of plastic and like four or five dyes and just it's balls really? in the wall now. Oh, yeah. She's just, uh, she's just doing... excited looking at your molds. Yeah. She just wants me to kill myself making the molds. Probably. <laughs> I feel like this escalated very quickly because it like, did. It, it, it was like it was very quick. Like 12 hours ago, you would just like pick stuff up at Owens and we're like asking for microwaves. And now you're like in full last episode, I think was I was I needed a microwave. And now I have like a dual injector and like 12 Pyrex cups and I'm looking for a second microwave. Oh, yeah. I mean, I stopped by to to check out the the shop and it's he's got it. It's pretty impressive. You know, he's he's got it. It's organized. That's for sure. A lot lot more organized than I am. But uh, but. You know, he's really taking it seriously, and it's fun to see because, I mean, everyone starts someplace. I mean, that's literally fun, how man. you. And thank you for that. Like, without you giving me that stuff, like, that's why I can do what I'm doing now, because I feel like if you that's what held me back from starting, because, like, I don't want to waste you yeah, know, 200 bucks and burn $200 worth of plastic and not have anything to show for it. But instead, like, I have this stuff and I'm able to just I'm able to burn a cup of plastic and it's not the end of the world. Like. If I burn a little color or add too much color and screw up a cup, it's like it, it's not financially devastating and so I'm able is, to experiment. Is the stuff you're using all solid white or is it like a clear that you add? Color it's, to? Well, it's white. And then when you heat it up and cook it, it becomes clear if it's right. if it's good plastic. So the first jug, I think either you or George cracked the seal on it and it yeah, kinda, we got may- a little funky. Yeah, that, that one of those may have been yeah. may have been cracked, but yeah. But the other I was going to say, or did you order clear. more from? Did you order more Alumisol? No, or so are you, you ordering like like dead on plastic? Dead on. Oh yeah, like I'm gonna that. go. I'm gonna get dead on because apparently Alumisol like dropped off the face of the earth. Like the website's all screwed up, and you can only get like little tiny jars of it, and they're like out of stock, and it's it's difficult. So I'm gonna go with someone that I know I can get like the same stuff every time, and people really like that. And they have all different kind of blends. They have like floating blends I could use for my trout worms. They have like salt water blends for musky lures I could use. So they kind of got it all covered. Huh. Uh, now, are you going to have to kind of relearn each different plastic? Not really. I mean, there's like little differences, but I mean, other than like the durometer, like the hardness levels, which you can adjust anyway, like a Lumisol, it comes with the hardener and the softer. You can adjust that on your own. These you're kind of buying them like pre-adjusted. So other than hardnesses, it's not like a huge difference, I don't think, but we'll find out. Will any of the colorants and and the hardeners and softeners, will they work on the dead? Oh yeah, all of it. Yeah, It's it's just, that's all just a Lumisol or Plastisol. Yeah. It's just like their proprietary blend of plastisol. I don't know. That's basically like epoxy, isn't it? Epoxy is all, all epoxy is essentially Mm -hmm. the same. It's just, everyone's got their own proprietary blend of it. Yeah, that's all it was. And I think they were like another pretty popular company before dead on and they bought it or something or the other way around. I forget, but they've been around a while and going to give it a go. But all those powders that you gave me, like the, the Illumidust mica powders, like that's what I'm trying to learn right now. Like, I mean, 
you would think I would know doing graphic design, but I don't know how like red interacts with orange or red with, you know what I mean? Like that's, what's really helping now. I'm learning all that. That's like, could you, can you just use like glitter off the shelf and put it in there? Yeah. So they say that some glitter like burns and melts at plastic temperatures. Like if you keep microwaving and microwaving it, but we got glitter from Walmart and I haven't seen it melt yet. I've got the plastic to like 375, 380 degrees and the glitter hasn't melted. Yeah, because most of that's just like aluminum foil yeah. type stuff, chip chop. And I am going to get the nice thing is like if you order from an actual glitter company like Loreworks or something, you can you get you get it that has consistency. Melt temperatures and stuff. Well, that, yeah, it's meant to withstand heat, but then you get the consistency of like I like 0.015 inch silver. Like you know that's what you're getting. Or if you want a bigger size or square cut or hex cut or string cut, like you can, you know what I mean? Like you can go back and get that same thing over and over again if it works for you. Just stay so that's, away that's what from I the, like. Stay away from the Dollar Tree glitter. Kayla got some and it worked, man. Well, so there were there were colored ones like neon glitters. They melted instantly. They just turned the plastic whatever color the glitter was. But oh, were, the ones like, that are like see through stuff. Yeah, like neon yellow and neon yeah. pink glitter. But like the regular silver gold, it, that's what I've been using. It's dollar store and Walmart glitter. I have a Auto couple looks metallic. I have a couple galashads that are made with Dollar General glitter. Mm-hmm. If some of it works. I mean, I, I, that's. Does yours have glitter in it? I don't think so. I don't think it does. Now you say that. No. What the, that's what, what I've the been hell, like experimenting man? with. I just want to know. <laughs> I want to know when that happens. Like, I want to know when glitter burns. I want to know what it looks like when it burns. And that's like what I'm doing. I'm trying well, to make a, those mistakes. I got to say, that's kind of what is I'm impressed about with the way you've done this is you've you've started from the very beginning and you've you've done it so many times like i don't know i guess i envision just kind of you just start pouring pouring the baits you know and, and you it, can but you know you're like really going through and pouring i mean when i was there you were still using this you were using those ceramic molds yeah now well i got, got the, aluminum now you have yeah, the no. aluminum ones so what do you think about those oh they're, they're way better and I, I knew that from the get-go it's just the ceramic ones are so much cheaper and it was less intimidating to buy it because when i started it was the mindset i don't know if i'm gonna like this so i bought the cheapest shit i could like a 20 dollar mold 40 dollar injector from ukraine and then i shot like two baits and i'm like oh my god this is awesome i want to keep doing this and that's when the spiral started that's when it was like i need aluminum molds i need a dual injector i need this i need that and here we are what's the injector like that you know i mean because it's got to be hot right Oh, yeah. Well, so this, the one that I got, well, I have two actually now. I have a single and a dual, and both are like the Ukrainian cheap. They're not like the do it molds or the bass tackle heavy duty injector, and they're made of a real thin aluminum. So those puppies get hot. When you suck the plastic up, they get hot. But I, I, I hear that like the nicer your injector, the thicker the metal is, that you don't get that heat because it's like a thicker aluminum. But I wouldn't so know yet. It's essentially like a metal syringe. Yeah, like a, yeah, exactly. Like a big yeah. metal syringe. Okay very easy to clean i mean like uh, that's like a satisfying part like you can squirt plastic everywhere and it doesn't matter give it a few minutes and peel it off and which yeah you you did mention earlier i did take a flaming molten knife to the wrist that was nice too so i learned that lesson don't reach over the fucking hot cup dude you're i'm telling you what you're committed like you're in it to win it ryan I love it. I just it's so fun. Like every night, I'm seeing new trout worms and new uh, everything else that's, on Instagram. That's what I've been trying to do every day. I, I have like a note in my phone. I want to try to make like one new color a day, 
and like try to make a mistake a day honestly like i try i mean i'm not trying to make a mistake but i look at it like if i could get a mistake out of the way now then like great like the other night here's a good one i uh the the, the lesson i learned ram? well that yeah that's one but mix your dye in with the plastic don't just squirt dye in and put the cup in the microwave because it catches on fire i didn't know that so i set a cup on fire had to like run a flaming cup of plastic outside and this is amazing extinguish it yeah so that like like little shit like that i'm just trying to learn like all the mistakes you can make and you almost burnt you almost that. burnt the lab down like you burned well, yourself well, so kayla was with kayla was with me for that and i was like i was doing something else i had the plastic heating up with the dye and i heard like a like a like an you know like the sound of a fire igniting like yes and i was like where did that come from i was like interesting and i looked at the microwave and it was glowing and i looked at kayla and she was like what do we do and i was like i don't really know because <laughs> i've never dealt with a flaming microwave so that was lesson of the night wow and it still works did the microwave survive it survived it's good as new wiped it out let the smoke clear and back to work this is wild to me like you literally just put the batteries out of the smoke alarm and yeah yeah next thing is going to be next thing is going to be figuring out your own rigging systems like i think i got that figured out i've had that figured out like before the soft plastics all that is is like a leader like literally i've been making them for i could get weird with it i have some ideas but so do you feel far away do you feel like at this present moment, like you have it figured out, like you have a like good Kruger effect, like yes, the peak amount stupid. Going. Yep. Yes. Pretty much. I mean, I know that's like where I'm at. Like I'm, not, like, I'm to, not ignorant to that. Like you're ready to get a booth at the max. Huh? I'm ready. And then I'll find out that they all rip and fall apart and bleed. And, and that's, that's where it really begins. But so are you taking orders for uh, the lore swap then? It depends. Who's asking? I don't know. I saw your, I saw your post on Instagram. A couple people want me to bring some grubs, so I'm going to bring, I guess I'm going to have my first sale with the lure swap, maybe. We should get you a sign, too. A maybe. Little, some business cards. If if only Tom had a sign guy. If only. Did you, <laughs> have, you, have you finalized the, uh, have you finalized the, the logo yet for the new company? So, oh, yeah, we're there, man. Website coming soon, t-shirts. I'm going to wrap my car. Only to find out that they don't work. Speaking of, since you mentioned t-shirts, I would be curious, and and I wasn't, I asked my wife if I could do this on social media, and she said no. So I'm going to do it on the podcast. (laughs) I would be curious if anybody listening to this is interested in a standard black t-shirt with a white musky hunks logo. I thought you were selling blank t-shirts for a second there. I'm like what the what's going on here? Because yeah, if anybody's interested, t-shirts. we're going to have we're going to have a few a few t-shirts for Musky Max. And I'm curious to see what type of uh maybe shoot me a message if anybody listens to this, shoot me a <laughs> message and if you're interested so I can kind of get a feel for if this is going to work out or not. How about we say that? Orders for a thousand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Meanwhile, and- Owen Owen has like 400 sweatshirts going to be stacked at his booth too. Do you ship to our, our listener in the, in the Ukraine? Yeah. The, the, Ukraine? Hoodie, the hoodie order is, is going to be pretty substantial this year. So uh, if anyone's looking for a big O's hoodie, you'll, you, you know, this is your opportunity and they're going to, I, I can't wait to see these. They're, they're going to be, they're going to be pretty sweet. They're again, featuring the, the, uh, the big O's logo that Tom, the design that Tom did, 
uh, with like the seven the seven fish. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait sweet. to see those. And I also am curious because you posted something on your Instagram story too. You're uh your your boy that does all the painting. Yeah. Muldoon. Is that Muldoon? So Muldoon, did he do? Yeah. Was that one you ordered and asked him to do? Because it was just a musk. It was a it was a musk. No. Uh -uh. Okay. He he just I think that was just one he did and then somebody bought it. Um, you know that was not not an order. Okay. All right. That was cool. I saw that. Did I was you see he impressed. just did one today? He just did one today that was like he did two I think today that were bass. Oh, I didn't really? see those. Yeah, they were pretty. It, it's in the brick pattern, which I know uh, some people don't aren't like totally into, but I, you know, it, it's it's definitely cool. Know, it's pretty it's impressive. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool stuff. What's that? Uh, what's his name? Muldoon. John, John John Muldoon. Yeah. Okay. He's Pittsburgh, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, right. and that is Absolute Media's brother. Yeah. Okay. I just watched his new video the other day. It's pretty cool. I have not. I have not watched that yet. Him and SG angling. Nice. Very cool. A little little collab. Yeah. Somewhere local, hanging hanging bait. Nice. Anybody else oh, yeah. notice the 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 gap in speaking on that one? All right. And was like, oh. okay, cool. So, Tomboy, we're glad that your bait lab is working out. Seems like it's you're fun, having fun. man. It's too fun. You're banging through stuff over there. And I'm going to use it all. That's the fun part. Like, most of the stuff I'm making, I'm literally going to use it this year. Like, the trout worms and, like, the little swim baits. That's, like, river fish and shit just to throw in the boat. And... You know what? I, I have a great idea for you. What's your idea? Why don't you make a bunch of stuff, and you can be the start of the comeback of the Allegheny Outdoor Show. There we go. You I'll be the be first the booth. I'll the be the first booth at the Allegheny Outdoor Show. I'll be the guy with the you toots of rubber that... from when I was little. It all came full circle. I'll be right the next to the snake ramp. You mean? Yes. Is it we... why? They don't have it anymore? No, they have it. It's just trash. Don't bring yeah, it up, Donnie. It's trash. Don't, so it's don't, don't, don't scratch this wound open. So think about <laughs> this for a second. If we go, if Tom goes full circle on this, some kid may come up to your booth at the Allegheny Outdoor Show and grab a handful of tubes and Mr. Wiggly's and, and stick them in his pocket and walk away <laughs> and get <Yep>. caught. <laughs> and I'll catch him. Twenty years real. later, that kid could be it's Tom making baits, cracking ribs. And burning mm -hmm. himself in his garage. Oh yeah, a true inspiration. True or inspiration. he'll go and use the. You can still kind of see the burn, but I'll send you pictures of when it was like real juicy and like dripping fluid. It was nobody real wants nice. to see your burn. Yikes! <laughs> so what else do we have here to talk talk about tonight? We got we got Ohio coming up this weekend, which is two days yeah, who's, from now. Who's going to Ohio? Not I. Crickets. Not I. I wish. I'm um, still up in the air. Uh, I was gonna go, and then I saw the forecast and realized that if I was getting away for the day, I might just throw my boat in the water somewhere. So I'm leaning towards oh. going to fishing now. Uh, there you go. Uh, I'm I, I'm undecided, but right now I'm leaning more towards fishing. So I am 100. I just realized that I haven't even bought a license yet for this year, so I got to do that before I go. Because I See, I'm on the auto renew, I'm so not. I think they already they just sent me sent me mine. I just got my my pontoon boat 
my new pontoon boat stickers too. So I'm pretty pumped about that. There you go. I am 100% making the trip to Ohio on Saturday. What are you, what are you after? Yeah. What, what's on the, on your mind? All right. So I'm just going to, we talked about this in the last episode. Finger quotes, boat stuff. I'm going to run this down for you guys real quick. All right. First and foremost, I got to get a musky net. Absolutely have to have it. So that's going to be stuff. Thorn Brothers, Thorn Brothers booth. I'm hoping they usually have nets. They usually have a lot of nets. So I'm hoping that they have the one I'm looking for, which, which is, is... Ba- the, basically the one I settled on right now is I want to go with the butterfly this, one with a butterfly net. Good. Uh, good call. <laughs> I want the, the drifter XL. That's what I, I thought want. you got that one at the gander going out of business sale. No, I didn't. I should have. But I ended Uh-oh. up with that ranger net that I use for the creeks. But mm. everybody I fish with has a net, a musky net. So it's like I didn't ever really they, needed to buy one. Am I remembering that right? They had that one at the gander going they out of did. business. They did. It was, it yep. was like it was like seventy bucks. Oh, yeah, I think it was like sixty. Sixty Might popped have been in 60, my, yeah. I don't know. That gander going out of business sale. That was the highlight of the back 20s. in time. If I could go back in time, I would have just taken five thousand dollars there and bought all the electronic you know as much you could have bought the store possibly, for five grand i mean that it was so freaking cheap it was unbelievable but by the time i got there it, it was so picked over there was yeah. no electronics left. i still remember i pulled up and I, I parked front row and as i pulled in i was all excited because someone told me about the sale and some guy was wheeling out a dolly with stacks of electronics on him and i was like oh i'm late to the party yep and i went in and it was like senkos and line I'm like, That's a, the one up here, it went on for like like two months. I could not believe that they like still had that much stuff. Yeah. yeah. Ours ours went on for a while too, but I was a little late to that one. I did get it. You a, mean the one in Erie? Yeah. That one is actually I remember when that one went out of sale, went out of business, and I actually got a pair of sunglasses there. Uh like a I think that's the native sunglasses I still wear. Yeah. I mean, and I, I got them for like $33 or something like that. <laughs> you know, it was, it was something ridiculous. Yeah. I bought some crazy stuff during that whole thing. I still have my receipt. I saved it like in, like an archive, like a, like a freaking artifact from, cause it's that good. Yeah. I, I sold a lot of the stuff that I bought there and just made like double what I paid for it. So it was, a bought the Ranger net. it was a successful thing for me, that one. But I have, so I, I made a trip to Harbor Freight the other night. You guys saw it. Yeah. I, uh, I bought another pair of those, those cutters that Tom brought up. Oh yeah. They're good. So I instantly put that on my story with a little shout out to, uh, Harbor Freight. Wow. 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 Do you have any idea what type of backlash I got for posting? The sock. Like the O'Doyles. Yeah. The Doyles, the O'Doyles. Yeah. I, uh, I caught, I (laughs) caught some rules. I caught some fire over that boy. If anyone has doubts about the O'Doyles, I'll send them the clip of me saving your fish. Because they're not, I mean, because they're not Nipex or Nipex or whatever you call them. So you guys have to spend a hundred dollars on something for it to be good. So they with can't that accept said, that Harbor Freight makes um, good cutters. Not well, musky guys, it's the wannabes. Uh-huh. I guarantee it's, you, the people that were giving Ryan a hard time, probably most of them have never even cut up. True. Hole. So it, it was interesting because I've actually used those because I have I have a pair from like last year, whenever last year, two years ago, whenever Tom initially brought them up to me. And they 
we've done comparisons on these things and they cut really well. Yeah, really one-handed. Everybody's like, like, well, you need one-handed ones. I'm like, they do. What the, What are you talking about? They, they cut one-handed. They actually are legit. But here's my, here's my thing, okay? The one thing I'm concerned about, and this is not a knock on Harbor Freight, you know, I wanted to have, I want to have like spares in case I inadvertently drop something in the, in the lake. So I have the Doyles as a spare because I'm planning on picking up a pair of Nipex. And the reason See, for that. That's exactly why I bought my Doyles because I have Nipex on the boat and I just have my, I have Doyles in my, like the, the, the bag that I carry around with me, you yeah. know, that if it were to get, you know, if, I don't care if I lose that, but my Nipex are on the, on the, on the boat where I'm never going to lose those. Yeah, so that's my plan. That's my plan. And what Donnie you're shaking. Oh, the O'Doyle rules. They're, they're, they're great cutters. And I'm the, I, I honestly feel like they'll work fine. But... Honestly, but if you hold them up to the Nipex, they, they, they are pieces of shit. Compared yeah, to so, the Nipex. And that's and just then, in terms of uh, just yeah, the construction quality of, of manufacturing. Yeah, yeah I absolutely. I just feel like the Nipex is going to last longer and I should probably listen. Like, I joke about this stuff like, yes, I buy Harbor Freight pliers, but when it comes down to it, like ultimately I'm going to do everything I can to take care of these fish. Like Brian, I've I caught like, spend... I've cut at least 30 hooks with the Doyles I, I know, I, and listen, they still cut. I promise I know, you. I know, I know they do, but you know, it's just, it's a factor. It, that's just a factor to me. Plus I got. Tom, I have you ever, have you ever held the, the Nipex next yeah, to the Doyle? I have. They're definitely it, heavier it, and stuff, but I mean, I've it, cut. No, the, it's the not even honestly. It's, hooks with the Doyles. I yes, have no but, issue. It's like a, it's a stamp steel versus a forged. Yeah. Exactly. Like solid steel. Mm -hmm. Yes. But they both cut just fine. And I'm way happier buying $9 cutters than $90 cutters to drop in the lake. I know the, the Nipex are what? Like $70, I think. Yeah. Are they? yeah but, but the thing is, the beautiful thing about the Ohio Muskie show is Storm Brothers has 20% off. Typically mm -hmm. 20% off. Is it is it 20 or 15? I, I said 20, I feel like I might have been wrong. It, it might be 15, I don't know, but you're still going to save, you know, 10 bucks probably or whatever it is. What the heck was that, yeah. dude? You must fall, out of your fell chair. off. Yeah, how much just broke another rib? All right, so real quick, leaders and then I'm going to the extreme booth. I've got a couple of minis I want to get. And there's one other bait that I want to look at while I'm out there that I'm super excited about. And I'm hoping they're not gone. Boshad's going to be there. Did you guys see that new shad Indian pattern? He series? The, the shad pattern that he just painted? Mm. Yep. Oh, that is juicy. Yes, yes it, it is. It is juicy. I did not I see that. It, you might have to grab me one. I, I, I would do that for you. I'm hoping that by the time I get there on Saturday, he still has that left. I mean, don't punch anybody for it or anything, but if no. you, if you can get it, no elbows, elbows out, <laughs> no elbows at the Ohio muskie show. This is going to be the first elbow free muskie show in Ohio I've ever been to. Tom, when you're editing right now, you need to throw in that ludicrous throw them bows or whatever. Oh yeah. Luda. <laughs> Luda. Get sued by ludicrous. So that's, well. a, that's my Ohio Muskie show right there. Hopefully we'll see. There's some other stuff there. There's a lot of good vendors there. Yeah. I'm bummed. I can't go to that one. Crashes landing. Won't carry, won't have the net that you, you want at Muskie max. Ah, they might, but I needed an excuse to go out to the show. Like he yeah. needs to go buy boat stuff in Ohio. 
you know, like it's, it's the Ohio musky show. This is what I do. I crawl shows all season. So I'm only going to do the two, but you know, it's, it's going to be a fun Saturday. Hopefully we'll see how it plays out. People are like, Hey, can I jump in the car with you? I'm like, sure. If you want to hit craft stores on the way home, cause that's what, <laughs> yeah. that's what I had to bribe my wife with. To- if you're hitting a craft yeah. store, stop and grab me some glitter. Maybe. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. That's the thing now. So like, I forgot to mention that earlier. That was one of the things I want to talk about. Like you go in a store and you know, you usually are looking for something, right? Like, like we like musky fishing. So you're like, does this store have musky stuff? No, I'm tapped out. Like mentally I'm out of the equation. I'm not looking at shit now. Right? Like if you're with your wife now, the, the, the doors have opened. Like we go into like a craft store and I'm like a woman. I'm like, what kind of glitter do they have? Wonder what kind of dyes they have. Wonder what kind of pigment powders they have. Do they have, I start walking around looking for stuff too. Like I'm looking for, for, do they have Pyrex cups here? Mesh patterns that I can put over blades. Do they have fabric? Do they have, do they have containers? Like it's, I'm like, it sounds like a whole nother way to spend a whole lot of money. Yup. It is. It is. (laughs) It is. But then again, it's, Tom, how many pot? I mean, I I think every every hour I spend down in my shop, like working on baits, I think that's a positive for my mental health. Yep. And you know, it just it gives you an outlet, man. Like even if it's not anything you're ever gonna sell or anything like that, I would encourage anyone to pick something up and just try. Yeah, mm-hmm. just for the hell of it. Yeah, the oh, yeah. and then the... sometimes it'll catch on. Like Tom, like Tom seems to be taken to it. But you and know... I started with nothing either. Like it's not like I started this with like soft plastics experience. It would be like Donnie picking up like basketball tomorrow. Like I, I didn't know shit about it. I, Donnie's not... little... How do you know? How do you know Donnie wasn't yeah. a baller? Yeah, yeah true. You know that I was two-time diocesan champion in seventh triple and double. Oh, yeah. pardon me, that sorry. You didn't know he went to Duke. He called him Donnie he Double Double. Yeah. Seventh and eighth grade, we were the best in the county, my friend. He might wish he was a little bit taller, but he doesn't wish he was a baller. Yeah, <laughs> Donnie right. buckets. Donnie buckets. Oh God. I mean, I, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say I played a whole lot, but I was on that team. I got a ring. I have a jersey. <laughs> I got a ring. <sighs> so where do you where do you guys want to go from here, Ryan? You 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 got anything on the, on your boat to talk about? I probably shouldn't. <laughs> I probably shouldn't, you should. but I did do a little bit of work last week. I've been trying to figure out, you know, what, what I'm doing and that, you know, it's, it's been an interesting experience. I haven't drilled into the boat yet, but I did. So I have the, I have the transducer block, like the, uh, the mounting plate that you can buy. So I'm going to put that on at some point when it warms up a little bit. Which that's like a hard plastic. Yeah. Right. It's like a hard plastic. It's like three quarters of an inch thick. All you got to do. Did you remove the other transducer? So I pulled, I did remove the other transducer. I was able to patch the holes up. Okay. All right. That's, that's the big thing. You know, you got to patch those holes up. Yeah. You got to get in touch with our, with our boy, Brad and have him 3d print you some of these things. He's been 3d printing all kinds of stuff for his boat. Yeah, I should have actually. Probably. That's a good idea, actually, because mm-hmm. I mean, I could have just just even like a little plastic plate because I had I had to do like a real jerry rig, um, you know, plugging of mine. Because remember how I had all those leaks last year? So when I when I finally get mine out this year, I want to I want to replace the the 
I guess the seal that I created last year for those transducer holes. So my, my plan with this is I patched the holes for the old transducer. That's off. I'm going to take that plate and go right over top of those holes. Yep. So that's probably with, if you put some, uh, Marine, marine sealant yeah the sealant Under, underneath the back, it yeah underneath it yep. and you go in you put it so i got i at least got the old transducer off and i pulled the old fish finder off the console and i started trying to figure out the electrical at this point so for the most part i'm ready to pull i i so i've been i've been, I've been doing some tom research i've been watching some some youtube on how to do this and one of the things like and i should know this because i, I used to run cables but piece of paracord like 10 20 feet long oh for pulling wires for pulling the wire through so my plan is to pull the old transducer out with the paracord on the end and then just tie tape the uh like painters tape the new transducer to that and then pull it back through that's a good idea if i can't do that i'm gonna actually run it underneath the uh like the cable runner like the cable management on the side of the boat Cause Dan and I were looking at that and it actually will just like pop right up underneath the cable management. So I could do it that way too. It'd probably be a lot easier, but once I get that transducer mounted, you know, on the block and get that run, all I got to do is put the Ram out, you know, buy the Ram out, which I finally determined which Ram out I want. Did you, which one did you pick? I have to pull the picture up because it's, it's a, uh, it's the, they have two of the swing arm models. They have like a one, it's like a single swing arm. And then they have like the double. Do they not sell that gimbal, the gimbal mount that they do? That we have. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I, I, so I, I sent don't a like message. That. I sent a message off to Ram support and I sent them pictures and I gave them a whole outline of like, Hey, this is, I have limited space on the console. What do you guys recommend here? It's exactly what I did. And they were cool as hell. Dude, so you get an auto reply. It's like, hey, we'll be in touch in two business days. It was like 11 minutes later. I got this reply with like. It's like, hey, I'm Sam. I'm your personal Ram consultant. That's what they did for me. It was amazing. Like I haven't had support and I deal. Keep in mind, like I deal with a lot of vendors. I haven't had like a support response that quick ever, like in the last two or three years. Like it was insane how quickly they responded. But shout out uh, Ram mounts. Yeah, dude, it. If, Seriously, you, if anybody is like looking for a mount, like just based on that alone, I was totally blown away with the response. And the guy was like, you got to take into consideration, like you have X amount of space between your throttle and here. Like he outlined the whole thing based on the model of my boat, gave me this like really long reply and then sent me a couple models with links. So I was talking, uh, we have, we have a couple different group chats and I found out that Charlie actually has this, the same unit and it's the the horizontal six inch swing arm mount and it's it's just like a single arm so uh, you guys can't probably see that but mm-hmm. so i'm looking at the single arm because it's not it, the standard ball and socket gotta right you know, the I, I was initially i was thinking the double arm so I, my plan was like if i'm gonna cast i'm gonna take the, the console windshield off and just be able to flip this thing around well, with the double arm, there's almost enough space there just to be able to like work it around, depending upon which side I mount it on, just to like turn it right around to the like, like just whip it around. Yeah, just whip it around. And with the double, like that's basically 12. 
so it's 12 inches so it's like if you guys can see that picture they have the two swing arms the the 12 inch has like the dual arm on it and i feel like you could probably like extend that out around the console i don't i've decided to go with the single one for now if i don't like it i'll just i'll just send it back and get the double and i think what that's going to let me do is get far enough away from the the windshield so i don't have to take that off but yet if i needed to i could always pop it and just flip it right around to the bow you know if i want to cast off the front of it i don't know if that makes sense to you guys like mm-hmm. yeah oh yes. and you seem like you seem like no i'm i'm looking i'm actually looking at the ram mounts website right now just to kind of i so i don't why did you i guess what, not... what would yeah what would the advantage be of the of this like the arm mount as opposed to the ball just the the ability is it because of the windshield it's because of the windshield the depth okay. isn't there i need something to uh, pull that because when i put that 10 up in that spot there's there's not a lot of room between. but you can tilt it forward too like you know what mm -hmm. i mean like the yeah but you can only you can't you can only tilt it like really one way or the other like that that mount on the ball joint is it may seem like that gives you much room but it really doesn't like if you when, loosen the bottom though and you swing it like the, the like use both sides of the ball I, th I, th I bet you could if you have a windshield to, windshield to deal with that's what that's why i sent them an email and asked them this yeah. and sent pictures because they basically confirmed that what they were seeing in my pictures, like I need a swing arm. Yeah. So it's either the six or the 12. I, the 12 might be too much for what I'm trying to do. Cause I don't want it to swing way out over like on the side of the boat, but you like in Charlie's scenario, his windshield was kind of similar, even though he's got the full windshield on his, like the depth of that console isn't, it's just, there's no depth there. And Donnie, I can't remember like how deep yours is between the shield and like the steering wheel, but, after I measured this and like Dan, we were we were out there like trying to figure it out. I put this I put this Helix 10 up in that space and I was like, oh my God, like this is huge. Like it is way bigger than I thought it was gonna be in that space. So I'm hoping that the single will work and get that mounted, get everything run, hooked up to the battery and and just kind of mess around with it. So I did a couple little odds and ends, just little minor things. You know, I'm putting things away. I've got installing little gadgets here and there and it's nothing like worth mentioning or talking about but cup holder that's fun yeah the cup holders and i did the, i told you uh, that was a crucial that was the most crucial part of my boat because the second i took it out everyone bitched at me what what grill mount did you go with i haven't decided yet um okay. but um, I'll figure that out. We'll get a we'll get a sausage grill on there at some. No, you got to get a grill. You got you have to get the grill mount that that latches on to the swing arm uh, to your track no to your track right. yeah. yeah don't half-ass yeah so I, i've been looking at all kinds of stuff like you guys brought up the muddy creek accessories and stuff uh-huh i've been looking at a lot of their stuff i've been looking at some like cell phone mounts and things i decided i really don't need all that crap Quad lock. yeah there's just a lot of cool stuff that you can do and there's a couple of guys that do videos on boat mods and stuff like that and I think once I get that transducer block installed and I get the actual transducer on there, I'll probably feel a lot better. Well, also, can... let me say this about there's there's a lot to be said about leaving things a little bit workable 
until you actually run the boat a little bit yeah because i think you can find out real fast that mm-hmm. like you know that something is not in the in the position you want it to be even though you spend a lot of time thinking this is exactly where this thing needs to be and you're like shit i need it to be just a little bit over this way yep yeah i did have a uh i'm hoping that i'm not going to have that scenario with what i did in the front of the console so like donnie you have a spot on your boat where you can just rack your rods right like Mm -hmm. and i know like other people that i fish with don't have a spot to rack their rods and after fishing with a lot of different people like one of my biggest concerns is getting somebody on the boat like because keeping in mind like talking about my dad talking about my wife like talking about guys that you know i'm friends with that don't fish ever like i just have these concerns about people tripping and just falling over and then i don't want to be digging hooks out of people's hands or legs or whatever but like just to be able to pull into the parking lot at a launch, you know, on tarp, do all that stuff and take the rods and just stack them vertically in a row and even tie baits up. Just they're there. Like that was a huge thing that I wanted to do. I needed to find a way to to be able to stack rods and get them out of the way. Like, I did that, that was, this year and it made things way nicer for sure. It, it That yes, was like it critically important to me to be able to do this. And what I did was I ended up ordering like six, like two sets of like three, like the three rod holder, like the hard plastic ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm That's thinking, what mine is too. I was thinking, all right, this will be, this will be easy, right? You drill some holes in the console. You just put it in, you just, whatever you tighten it up. Okay. The answer is no, it is not easy. It is a giant pain in the butt because if you order from Amazon, like I order everything from Amazon, the screws they send you are like, they're, I, I, I don't want to say, I don't want to say a word that's going to offend anybody here, but they are, we're just going to say they're awful. All right. I could not. So they send you like these nuts with them. They're just like the, the end cap nuts. They're not like actual like nuts that go down like lock washers and stuff like that. So I get like an inch and a half bolt with this lock nut on it. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, I need to go get different like different nuts for this. So I, I run down to my hardware store. I'm thinking like one fourth or whatever they are, like 1032s. Like I'll just grab some some nuts, washers, whatever, and go back. Well, the threads on these screws that they sent, they are completely like pun intended screwed. Like they, you cannot thread any type of nut on these things at all. I know. Yeah, like exactly. China nuts. China, I don't know how you're because I ordered mine from Amazon too, and that shit made me feel like I knew what I was doing. Like I oh, went out there were, with a the drill, I drilled some holes, put dude, them on, and I was like, yeah. I took the screw down to Hepler's here in Youngwood, and it's a hardware store. They've been there for like hundred years, I feel like. Like these, so I take it in there, and the guy's like, "What the heck?" So he puts it in the little the hole. You know how they have the little holes for to measure your screws and stuff. He's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, it's ten thirty two. He's like, "We're good." So he goes over and he goes, put the nut on. And he's like, there's no way he's like, hold on a second. So he grabs a pair of pliers and a screw and, and a drill. And he's like, we're going to thread these on. I'm going to show you how to do this, thread these on then unthread them. So he gets a quarter of the way on the screw and the screw just completely bends in half. Like the heat from like the drill and just him putting pressure with the pliers, it literally bends the screw in half. Mm-hmm. And he looks at me and he's like, I don't know what to tell you. You're gonna have to buy new screws. So the the most simplest 
thing for me to drill holes and put screws and nuts on these things was not simple at all. It sucked. It took me like two weeks because I only had like an hour here and an hour there to screw with it. Dude, that is exactly why my boat has take took me so long. It's because every time I'd order stuff, it would just be the slight, I would need something slightly different. And then you'd have to order on Amazon or wherever. You, mm -hmm. It's not someplace you can just get in the car and go and pick it up. It's a Marine product. It's whatever, you know, it's something specific. And then I can't get back to the lake for seven days. So it's like, you know, the entire w work that I planned on doing and finishing, it's like, you can't, you can't get it done because of this one stupid little yeah. problem. And it drives me crazy. And I found that constantly with my boat, everything I did, it was like one little thing, one little thing, you know, and it was like, Oh, you got to order this piece. You got to order this piece. It's like, Oh Jesus, that's another week. That's yeah. another week. So at least you're doing this in the winter. And I was trying to do this in the spring where I'm like, Oh, I'll get this done. Right. Right before the boat goes in the water. And, yeah, so from July, it's not even in the water. It was pretty hilarious because I finally got everything I needed. I get everything threaded on there. I'm like wedged in the console, which, by the way, this time I took the actual seat off of the, the driver's side because last time I got stuck in there and wedged between the seat and the console and couldn't get out. I was like flopping around like a musket <sighs> dropped on the deck. So I get in there and then I realize I literally can't <laughs> see Swink. Give him thumbs up. Yeah. So I, I learned from that lesson, but then I realized like, so have you guys ever been in a situation where you're like, wait a second, I need to be on the other end of this, like with a screwdriver or a drill, like while Holding somebody it. holds this. And then I realized I can't reach around the console myself and do it. So I had to drag all the time. That was yeah. what, that's the issue I ran into with my track on the front deck. And, and I found that my neighbor who had like skinny arms was able to reach in my cup holders on the front deck and like hold the back of the bolt with like an extra long wrench. It was perfect. Yeah. So my wife was out there helping me finish that up, but we got it. We got it done and I'm happy with it. They're, they're not like the prettiest looking rod holders, but they're in there. They're going to hold rods vertically and get them out of the way. So that was a See, win. I'm still baffled that you had these issues because I did the same thing. I ordered black vertical rod tubes with the hardware on Amazon. And like I said, it made me feel like I knew what I was doing. And that's rare. Yeah. The other thing is you got to be really good at measuring things out when you have them like stacked in the brackets. Yeah. See, I got like the, or no, I got singles now that I'm thinking about it. I don't know. So I took the brackets off and just drilled the singles in because That's I got I so freaking irritated with the way they were stacking. And then like I'd measure and I would mark and then I would drill and then they would still be off. And I'm like, how is this possible? So maybe I just got lucky then. I don't know. Well, you're probably a lot better than me with like power tools, but no, that's, that's where you're wrong. That's what I mean. Like that, that made me feel like I knew what I was doing with power tools and I'm a total idiot. Like, yeah, so I'm not I, incompetent, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like, you know, Dan's helped me a little bit. Like he helped me patch the holes and he was kind of giving me some ideas. And, you know, it was, it's nice to have somebody to bang that stuff off of when you're looking at it in real time. But I think for the most part, I should be able to finish that and then get that ram mount on there. And then once I get this Helix 10 mounted, I'll probably be feeling pretty good. But uh, I got to get that. I got to get that trolling motor drilled in still, too. 
Your best oh, yeah. ideas are going to come when you're fishing, though. Like no good. I mean, some good ideas come sitting around, but your best ones are going to come when you're out there all day. And you're like, you know what would be cool? Like right here in this spot. And like that's when you're going to nail down something sweet. I did have one other idea. Maybe you guys can tell me if this is stupid or not. So I was watching this video and you know how like lighting in the boat is always like a, you see like that a lot in the bass world, too. Like everybody wants lights in their boat. Like you should get the ones that go to music. Hmm. With the bass, know, maybe you could be driving around trawling with the blinky lights. Neon oh yeah, lights. I thought about putting those LED, you know, those like strip lights. Mm-hmm. Well, they boat. sell. So I saw this on Amazon. I saw somebody, multiple people have done videos on this, but they sell these like four packs of the LED submersible puck lights. Puck lights. Mm-hmm. They have McGabe's too. Yeah. So they're LEDs. They're submersible. They're fully waterproof. The only caveat is they take like three AAA batteries or whatever they are, but you can get like a four pack for like 16 bucks. And I thought maybe like maybe doing like two, four packs and just see, see how far I get. Maybe like they run three. off that little remote. Yeah. And you, they all sync to the same remote. So all you're going to do is just keep the remote on the boat and then just make sure a you have batteries. Of AAA batteries. Yeah. So you need like the Sam's club double pack <laughs> of batteries, but they're supposed to last for like 12 hours or something like on. So if you're night fishing, you know, maybe, you know, maybe that's nice to... too. Cause it won't kill your battery. If you like accidentally leave a light on. Cause I've, that's, that's why I unhooked all my battery. lights in the boat. Yeah, I had this that's... one little wimpy light that was like barely brighter than your phone. And I need it the one night and it left the light on, killed my battery. I'm like, you're done. I, I disconnected it. And... Yeah. So I'm looking at the submersible led puck lights because I feel like super easy to mount and you can just kind of go no different than what I have in my bait case, but the hard part's keeping the batteries up because, you know, you don't want to keep a bag full. Like, I'm not going to have room for a bag full of batteries in my boat. Well, like I said, I, I'm serious. Gabe says them. Gabe, there's, there's, I know the exact ones you're talking about because I saw that same video when I was looking and Gabe's has them for like a couple dollars each. So if you want to try it, you know where to go. Yeah. You, just have, you got another trip. I'm going to try it. We're going to see how it goes. But this is all stupid stuff, you know, like. I need, I got other things I should be worrying about, but it's, uh, I don't know, dude, it's all fun. That's what I was telling Nate bud the other day. He asked me, he said, how, you know, how was your day? Cause I took like four hours off work to, to do this. It was like 58 degrees that day or whatever. And I told Nate, bud, I was like, listen, this is the first time since I've had this boat that I've actually had fun, like working on it. Cause it's been so freaking frustrating the whole time until like last Thursday. So you'll be happy once it's warm out and you can just fire it up and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where I'm hoping to get to, but that's pretty much all I've been up to there. Owen. I got to get that trolling motor mounted and this helix same. figured out. Let's just take them both to Mark Kings the same day and drop them off in his driveway. Cause he told me he wants, he's like, he keeps bugging me to put mine on. He's like, don't go to the Marina. I'm putting it on. I'm putting it on. Let's take him two boats. Since he so, loves to do them, let's just drop he two wants off to do, his driveway. He wants to do Donnie's live scope. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's drop let's... all through. Let's block his driveway. Oh, and let's, you need all, any let's all bring our boat. Yes, let's all tow our boats down to Mark, Mark King's, King's house. Like, Here Nick, you go, bud. Nick, what do you need? What work do you need? We're going to do this. We're going to all five yeah, of us. Does the one need show. anything, Nick? No, we're good. All right, Mark, we're coming for you, buddy. Mark, we're coming. All right. We'll be there. ready. He that said, he's told, what you asked he told me a nice day in February. So if we spot a nice day in February, we'll drag them all over and just leave them in the driveway. Valentine's Day. You better make yep. it quick, too, because 
be ready to fish by then. Same day turnaround, baby. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's what he told me. He said one day, so that's roughly three days. So we're good. uh, What else do we have? Is anybody else working on? You guys working on your boat? Hell no, because no. I just got my cover made, and so mine's in storage now. Well, that was something to talk about. We didn't talk about yeah. that yet. Well, we talked about like when I when I was having it made, and I don't know. It turned out great. I mean, I haven't physically seen it yet. My dad was up in the area, and he picked it up for me. So he towed it over to the storage facility, and it's now in storage. So it looks awesome, to be perfectly honest with you. And at the price, I can't. I can't complain at all. I mean, I'm not afraid to, I mean, I paid like 507. What did I tell you guys? $585 or something for it. We've never talked covers before. We could do a little cover talk. Maybe. I mean, uh, over the two years I've owned the boat, I've spent $300 in those cheap shitty covers that Mm -hmm. didn't do anything, you know? And from what I can see, you know, these guys, it's like a full blown canvas cover. They, they put the support, like my boat doesn't have any of those like internal supports or anything like that. So whatever is supporting that cover, those guys, you know, put like the in tent there post things. Yeah. The tent post mm-hmm. things. Um, and I also had the additional, I had a, a, an engine cover put on too, made. And uh, that was like an extra 75, 60 or $75. So for less than $600, to have a custom boat cover made, I gotta say, I gotta say, it worked out very well. I still remember. I told you, I remember the prices of my shitty ones. I remember my this was the supposed good ones from the manufacturer. I paid five hundred for my Dalco low cover, my custom fit, and then one hundred and twenty five for my motor cover. And both of them are shit compared to those ones that you guys have, like oh, the yeah. snappy that, Amish yeah. ones. Like those are so much nicer. So that yeah. price blew and that makes my such mind. a difference. You look at these boat covers that have it. If it's not like really tight, it's worthless. I mean, it is fucking worthless. Uh, it's not even that the, water. The, the, water finds a way to get in there. If that it's stuff not, you if have it's not well made. It's so thick too. that Dalco, like the ones you can buy from the manufacturer. It's like a Walmart cover. It's like a nylon tarpy, like one pinhole and it's leaking. Right, like, that's yours like, is thick. It's like cowhide kind of. That's the yeah. type of stuff I had been buying before. Was like the the real cheap, you know, mm-hmm. would blow away in the wind. But uh, but yeah, I got it done up in not Erie, but Conneautville Canvas, aka Herbs Canvas, E R B. Uh, I honestly don't know which one they technically go by. They have two locations, and they're about a quarter of a mile from uh, about three quarters of a mile from each other on the same road and i still don't know how they differentiate themselves because i think they're part of the same business but anyways it's it's in conneautville yeah i'm i'm getting one this year too it's happening did you did you give him a call i didn't call yet but it's only because i know you told me that like i basically told you to bring it up there and dude yeah we just dropped it off i really don't want to leave that's a problem since my boat doesn't have a cover. Like I really right. don't want to take it up there right now and park it in their parking but lot. When we park it at Mark lot. King's, he'll take care of that. Just leave a uh, note. Need a cover so too. I was kind of waiting. I, I was thinking about maybe I would try and give him a call this week just to see if what I can figure out, but I don't want to take it up there yet. If it's just going to sit for a while. Now that might, you know, when, when I was doing it, that was at the end of the season. So it was kind of like, and you saw the pictures I, I, 
posted or I sent you guys, like it, I just kind of parked it in a lot with a bunch of other boats. I would think now they're probably, you know, getting done with things. So you could probably schedule something with them. But the problem is, is the communication's tough because they're Amish. Right. Um, you know, you, you like it, although the guy, Mark, he, that number I sent you, Donnie, that is a good number. Both me and my dad were able to get a hold of him. I think right. a ghost just swung your door open, <laughs> Owen. Yeah, but like, so Owen, I, I, he has the snappy cover and mine's like the shitty ratchet one. Was that Mary yeah. like crawling into the room over there to not be on camera? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yes. Was that one? Of- yes, it was. That's the cover Donnie had. Yeah, the snaps. Held up well. And the snaps, I feel like, oh, are yeah. so much nicer. It made, it made oh, it yeah. Well Dude, help. the snaps, having the pontoon boat with the snaps, like. Versus the ratchet. Even if yes. the ratchet's a custom fit, it still sucks. I don't care. No, the snaps, it's a pain in the ass to go around and do, like, 45 snaps on the pontoon boat. so secure boat. But and when nice. you're done with that thing, you know that it's not, there is no water getting in that. Now, it's a perfect heaven for all of the crazy spiders on Canadota Lake, but that's that's a whole different story. Yep. Yeah, I covered my boat up real nice for our trip to Nipissing. It lasted till Wilhelm. <laughs> Mine stays on. It's just that it, it, it like stretches. I don't know. Like the, the material that they use, like this this factory cover, the Dalco people, it stretches over the years. Yeah, so I, I never, I didn't get a factory cover, and I'm glad I didn't because I'm sure it would have been crap. It's the same well, people. Dalco is the same company right. that makes them for tracker is low because I've seen the tracker ones. The only reason why I didn't get one though, because I probably would have got it just because it would have come with it. But because I upgraded the trolling motor, when I, the guy told me, he's like, yeah, you can't get the cover because it won't fit. Oh, nice. Sorry, uh, I want to interrupt so you, I man. just didn't even order the cover. And I, I've in, you know, had intentions of getting a custom one all along. It's just been, you know, when when it was uh, financially feasible with all the other things that I wanted that were more fun than a cover, like yeah. a live scope and a, you know, baits and etc. Trips, whatever. But that's what at least with your you've got yours in the garage all the time. It's not like it's right that that big of a concern. Yeah, that's what I mean. It wasn't, yeah, you know, it wasn't a huge concern, but I do, you know, I, I, I see. I'm starting to see the uh, the wear and tear that the trailering of it can have uh, without, you know, without covering it for, you know, a lot of trips. Like I could, I could see it, the carpet starting to get a little dirty, a lot of chips on my motor, you know, things like that. So. Plus, especially like this time of year, like I said, I want to, I'd like to go fishing this weekend. It's even worse if you're trying to get out in the winter and there's ice and slush yeah. and stuff on the road. Salt you really spray. don't want to be trailering through that shit without a cover. Hmm. Yeah, but there's really never a good time for it. You know, it's whether it's spring, like if it's springtime, you're not going to want to do it. If it's middle of summer you're definitely not gonna want to do it you know you gotta i think you kind of gotta pick some some time to do it yeah now's probably your best time to get it done oh yeah Yeah. i would love to get it done now as i just wish i could you know if they tell me i can it's gonna be kept inside i'm good i just don't want to 
sitting in their parking lot for a month till they get around to it, right. filling up with snow and water and everything else. That's right. That's it doesn't I mean, even I'd, really I'd snow up, up here there on Saturday if they if it was going to be you know even if they said it was going to take a month and a half. These these all sound and, like these all sound like problems that Mark has to worry about when you drop the boat off at his house. Yeah, yeah right exactly. after he installs my live scope. Yeah, they still what sound you, like Dottie problems. They sound what if like you tarped problems. it? What if you tarped it like at when you when you drop it off? What if you just tarped it real quick? Yeah, I guess I could do that. I'm still a little gun shy of the tarps ever since my the the trip to Nipissing I was just talking about. Well, like I mean, I I don't have the best setup. Like I, my my boat's sitting outside right now in a tent, but I I have it tarped too, and it's like. It's like dry as a bone. Like I get it, you that, have, but but you also have it under that carport. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I get it that the carport's there, but even if you had it sitting outside for a week, like if you tarped it, it would be enough to at least keep most of that water out of there. I would think if you yeah, tarped I mean, it good as enough. As long as we don't get like you know snow or anything like that, like a tarp, you know, you get a couple couple inches of snow or whatever, it's just gonna drop right down into my boat it doesn't even snow up here yeah Mm -hmm. that's just water yeah that's true it's not like it's not like tom dumping a bunch of freaking what are those things called (laughs) seltzer waters there's oh claws white claws it's like tom Tom dropping a gallon of white claw in the he they just comes know. on your boat and starts shotgunning beer, spraying white claw. Hey, don't mind me. For no reason. It's not even like he caught anything. He, he spilled a white claw dead party. center. Nine o'clock boat. in the morning, I'm going to spray white claw. Did I party. really? Yeah. You, Is that a yeah, true story? Did. Yeah, That's it's a true, true story. story. I don't remember that. It's definitely a true story. I don't remember that. Well, I remember Allegedly. It. Then, then you then you clamped your freaking GoPro onto my windshield and scratched the hell out of it. With your no, I didn't. GoPro clamp. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, I'll show yeah. you the pictures. So that's, that's so just what you like wearing? him building the wall of empties along uh, Elk Creek up here, steelhead fishing. We'd, we'd be believing cards. I take for them home. Anonymous. We take all of our cans home, right, no, Ryan? We do, but allegedly, no. We got a bunch of freaking nasty looks because there was like 15 cans of white claw and el chavo there these like these dudes do something about it i'm taking it home kiss my ass <laughs> you want to take them home if they want to take them home they're fucking welcome to i'm they're going home with me i don't think we're referring to the amount of cans it's what was in the contents they of think the I'm can a f- i'll drink more <laughs> they want to look they'll let them look let the boy watch ryan we we love you tom Wow, this has been off the rails a little bit. What else do we have to get into here? I don't know. What did you guys want to talk about, Harry? I think I want to go fishing. We had some subjects earlier. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's getting to the point here where spring fever is getting pretty close. You know, I'm ready. Dude, I am dying not being able to get to the lake and just sleep in my cottage what happened to the whole every year we talk about the hunks ice fishing trip dude there's i mean the the lake's not iced over right now i mean if i would do that in a heartbeat if it if it freezes over in february let's pick a weekend and let's go let's go do a night you know we don't have to do a whole weekend let's go up for one day and fish you know yeah I, i don't have an auger hopefully someone has one of them 
I've got at least one, if not two. I bet Perfect. we could get one on Mac discount without well, we without much can. problem. I got, a few I got pretty much too. everything we need to go ice fishing. Where did you get one of those Mac discount pro staff shirts at? Donnie boy. You like this one? It's a management like shirt. That's crazy. It's a management it's a shirt. It has a sun hoodie. Oh, look at what? that. It's got the sleeve, too. Yeah. It's oh, going to. Wow. Look at that. That's, that's premium. Pro staff. That is, is the pro staff. Shirt. Are these for sale? Are these just staff only? Yes, there is actually. I don't know if this one is, but there is actually a, a merchandise. There's a merchandise discount merch. Like, yeah, it is. I can't. I honestly, I don't remember the thing, but it's like. It's like MacShop.com or something. You can buy all this shit. They aren't actually you? Aren't you like the regional like manager? Like leggings. They have all kinds. They have cool He's stuff. He's the assistant to the assistant to the regional manager. He's like, I don't know what that wait. site's called. I think it's this. Maybe. <laughs> the assistant to the wait. <laughs> what was that? I missed something. Donnie's like a Mac a Mac discount exec, and he doesn't know idea what the web address is. Doesn't know the website. website. For the stupid merchandise site, no, I don't know. I know our site, Mac.bid. I don't know what the <laughs> hell they sell the merchandise at. I get it for free. My wife keeps so yelling at me because it. I refer to it as Mac.bid and not Mac discount. She's like, why do you keep saying Mac.bid? I'm like, I don't know what it is at this point. I don't know what it is because half That's... of you call one thing, half call it another. So I kind of flip flop between what I, I can't call stand. It. You I want to try calling it. it Mac discount because that sounds it's easier to say than Mac.bid. Right. I can't stand Mac dot bed. I don't know Me what too, it is. But I, yeah, I hate it. But why I, are you saying that? Because it's what I thought it was like. It's Mac dot bed. I don't know. That's the website. Like and, how he calls Joe Booker, Joe Booker. Google.com. Yeah, like, just I'm going like, to go out there. That's Google. what everybody <laughs> called it. It was Mac dot bed at the beginning. The uh, Facebook. On the Facebook. When they the, would hit the Google and device and, and look for Mac dot bed. Get real nerdy on you right now and just completely obliterate everything that you know about the internet. I'll just start throwing IP addresses at you like nothing. Look out. Yeah. <laughs> so what else we got, guys? I don't, I don't know, know, man. I, where do you guys think your first... So let's say, like, Johnny's going to go fish. Like, your first trip, I'm assuming you're going out in the river, correct? I know where I'm going. Like, where's where's me? But yeah, that would be correct. Well, I mean, <laughs> I didn't say which river. There's like six of them. So what? Like, what's the plan? Like, what are you guys planning on your first trip to be this year? Because spring pike every year. They hopefully come in the lakes. Asking, hopefully the lakes never. Just saying, everybody. I'm asking everybody. Where are you guys going to fish your first trip? If this keeps up and none of the lakes freeze, uh, I can go anywhere. I'm I'm thinking. Uh, maybe we shouldn't say where we're going to go. That might be a completely dumb idea there. <laughs> I'm My not saying trip. where, but I'm going for pike because they come in. Like right now, I could go catch pike in the creeks because they come in to spawn and they get in skin. Look at Donnie putting face palming. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, you know what? Forget it. That's a terrible idea. I was curious where you guys were going to start your seasons, but that's awful. I'm not even going to ask it anymore. I'd probably hit I'm up starting Prisco. my season at Muskie Max. That's oh, where I'm go. starting start my, my season. season on the river, where I start my season every year. Prescott Bay is always uh, appetizing this time of year. That sounds and, good. So, does anyone do that? I mean, really, does anyone go out and troll Prescott Bay for, for muskies? muskies? No. Yeah. I mean, not oh, really. There might I, be like five people. That go out a couple times. I talk about it year. every year, but I never go. Right. 
I did it all like every Saturday for uh, a summer. Never got a bite. Really? Every Saturday for a summer? Yeah. And didn't get a bite. Wow. No, from like 6 a.m. to noon. Oh well, you weren't you weren't out there grinding. No, I wasn't really grinding. You were, just, you were on Don Senior shifts yeah. there. Were right. you out there cooking sausages? That's and, right. Dragging DKs and Wileys and usually no, eating nobody home. on that oh. six to twelve shift, and we'd probably be out of food about nine thirty, about ten thirty. We're like, oh man, I feel like we're gonna die out here. See, that's the perk about on and the day. We're on our way to lunch. On the bay, you can just pull up the rum runners. They'll, you know, call ahead. They'll walk it right over to the dock. You don't even need to get out of the boat. That sounds amazing. Yes, that's something that I think um, there's too little of on waterfronts. I think Canadota Lake needs to, needs a little bit more of that. They need like a, a place where you can just the casino at Chautauqua, right? They do that. They run for yeah, I think so. Do they? Oh yeah. Because I've I've been sitting there watching them. I've been eating there. Dan and I have the tater tots. That's why I love going to Rum Runners in the summertime, like for lunch, from working up there, and uh, watching people trying dog boats there. It's just amazing. I don't know if it's just a stage fright or what, but we it's always like, oh, look at me in this cool yacht, and then they're. <laughs> we we have a couple <laughs> bar restaurants on our river. Uh, like on my river here on on the Ohio on this pool that you can they have docks right down on the river and you can pull right up. Oh really? Go up and eat and stuff. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yep, they have those on the mall too. They're always a shit show. Do any of you guys remember the old? There was a Bruce Willis movie, and he was like, uh, "What is it? River Patrol or something?" He was he was the river rescue. River and rescue. It, it's, um, Oh, was it Tom Sizemore? Striking distance. Like the, striking the bad distance. guy, isn't he? Uh, Tom, was it Tom Sizemore? Tom Sizemore, or who's the other? But yeah, that's, I can't think. That's yeah, it's, striking, think of, it's striking distance. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what I think it, of every time we talk about like on the water stuff down down by you guys. And there was no such thing back then. <laughs> like there, there was no such like in Pittsburgh police. Uh, aquatics unit at all like river <laughs> rescue at all i, I, I think do. there might be there might be something akin to that today because uh, I, I do think that down next to pnc park right right uh, there i've seen that that little like hut that ha- seems to always have a boat park there but yeah uh back then that was like 19 that had to have been early 90s yeah like 91 93 maybe because it's like the old school police cars yeah you you know what i mean square bodies yes big. it's the old school police cars are like whoop whoop and like yeah with, with like, like the, like the, little, the silver like, hub like the the plain silver hubcaps yeah just the one red light on the yeah. top uh-huh uh, hey i got one point too uh, i thought this one was fitting after last week's episode um, I received a package in the mail today, and it just so happened to be a DK that I actually won off of the DK raffle page. That was probably the easiest DK I've ever bought in my life because it was on the raffle page, and all I had to do was comment in, and I won. Oh, so you won a raffle, not a draw to buy. Well, it was a – yes, it was a draw to buy. Okay. So you, they're all the same there. 
You just you're not allowed to say bye on Facebook, Owen. Yeah, it's, a, it's the a, IRS catches it. It was a very yeah. smooth and easy transaction, as it always is. I just wanted to point that out for everybody. <laughs> very mm-hmm. fast shipping from Dave. Great bait. Super excited to put it in the water. I had to just I had to just poke Owen on this one. Oh, I just oh, I just it all feels doing... like a lot of the like Greensburg police chief type stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I just got a fifty finder like like a week before you got pulled there, Ryan. I was pumped. I'm still pumped. I haven't fished it yet. Maybe I'll fish it this weekend. But I wasn't big, planning on trolling, but I might have to. Big fish baits. That is definitely a big fish bait. Thumper. I was in the boat for two fifties this year, and both of them were on DKs. Those are good odds. Yeah, I mean that's like yeah. I'm excited, man. I've got people people laughed at me after I bought the boat. They're like, "You're never gonna buy another muscular again." Well, guess what? Why? I've bought several muscular since I bought the <laughs> yeah. boat. If you so it's just more to incentive buy, to like, buy musky. You're not gonna buy musky lures. Good if luck. You can't afford to buy lures after you buy a boat. Then you you're probably should have bought a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're gonna need. Well, you don't need any baits, but most people are gonna need some baits after they buy that boat. I wish you guys could think see you're my set. office right now. <laughs> I have like a dozen full Plano boxes sitting on my desk. <laughs> and now I'm up to I'm up to six of the you know those big green Plano boxes, the uh maximizers. Oh yeah. I have six of those full now. Jeez. I can't wait to see all the baits on that freaking Luma craft. You won't be able to walk. On, on Ryan's going to strictly fish alone. He's, yeah, there's no way he's going to be able to bring anybody. Imagine him and Dan the oh, man. Crap, dude. I got, okay. So, I, so here's an here's an issue that I ran into when I first got a boat, and that was, what do you do with your lures when you aren't fishing? So, if you're storing your boat in a garage like you do, Donnie, obviously that qualifies as storing your baits inside but if you don't you don't want to store your baits outside even if it's uncovered so to speak because of the the weather so you know have you thought about i guess how you asking me this no i guess i'm just saying out out kind of in general like are you going to keep all of your baits on the boat or are you gonna are you gonna constantly bring them off? You know what I mean, like. So, or do you could you plan on keeping anything on there? So I've I've taken a little bit from everybody I fished with, okay. And the one thing, and Donnie, you might you might correct me, I might be wrong here, but one of the things that I feel like I took from you, like fishing with you, is like thinking about my setup, like on my frontier, because I got I got a small truck. I want to get I want to get a lockable tonneau cover, so I'm gonna do that this spring. And the reason I want to do that is because I really liked everybody's process is different at the ramp. You know, like Dan stores all of his baits on board on his boat, you know, for trips and stuff like that. He's got a lot of stuff on there. Like other guys store baits and stuff on there. Donnie, I noticed like you always take like a couple of boxes and maybe like a bucket of baits. And then you have like your tool bag and then you have like whatever else, like your coolers and stuff like that. And it seems like, once you get into a routine with this, like what I've decided to do based on everybody I fished with 
is I'm probably going to take more of like a page out of Donnie's book and just literally try to focus on what time of year it is, like what I'm going to be fishing with and really try to trim down, you know, instead of me taking four or five of these big green boxes out there, I don't need that. I'm never going to fish all those baits in a day. So if I have, you know, one box split half with Leo's and half with Wiley's and then maybe like one bucket for bigger baits, like that's probably going to be enough for me to fish for a day or even a weekend. So I don't need to necessarily keep that stuff on the boat. I'm just going to basically like truck bed it. And then once we get to the ramp, I'll go through my entire little setup process, get everything on tarp, get the rods where I want them, take the baits out, take the tool bag out. And none of that stuff is going to stay in my boat because I don't have lock storage. It's just sitting in my backyard in a tent that's like, you could probably like blow on it and get get into it. So I don't want to keep any of that stuff in the boat permanently. I want to I'm going to kind of separate it and bring it in the house or just leave it in the truck bed, at least where it's locked, you know, until I can clean it out. Because a lot of times I think what's going to happen is I'm going to fish on a Saturday, probably get in late and not want to deal with that stuff at midnight, you know, like in the summer. So I'll just leave it in the locked truck bed and then Sunday I'll clean it out. So I got to figure out the routine, but that's kind of what I'm aiming for because I don't necessarily want to keep like baits in my compartments. I want to keep the crap that I need on the boat in those compartments just because I have limited storage. I think that's a good plan. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's basically what I do. Uh, the one thing that I, I do usually try to do as far as keeping stuff on the boat is I do typically have like one, one or two planos that I, keep it usually in my live well that just kind of have a few bait staples casting and trolling that are just always there uh you know a couple big o bucktails a couple king glides that he ain't uh, ever using because he's sitting you, in the seat trolling yep i never cast i never cast never 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 but anyway uh <laughs> and Before if, you were so rudely interrupted. Right, right. <laughs> By the guy who's caught, I think, all of his fish trolling last year, if I'm not mistaken. But, Easy. Yeah. That's what you wanted Easy. me to do. Easy. I can't win. I do what they told me to do, and I catch fish, I lose. I catch fish casting all year, I lose. I can't win. I'm, not, I'm only state. You're the one talking shit about me being in the seat. I'm just can't win, Tony. I cannot win. Hey, at least we let you talk this time, Tom. It's all right. Go ahead, Donnie. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I try to keep a few baits on the boat. That way, like, anytime if I want to go in the pinch and, like, just go down to the river, you know, by my house or whatever, like, I have, you know, three trolling rods, a couple casting rods in my rod locker, and enough baits that I can go out and fish by myself at any given time and, and go and do what I want to do. And then everything else I kind of, you know, I, I take on and off for the most part. I have planos that have, you know, my trolling baits. I have planos that have my casting baits. I have buckets with the big rubber, whatever. And then depending on the time of year or where we're going or what we're going to do, I try to kind of pack accordingly and not overload my boat because, you know, you alluded to it earlier too. It's just like rods everywhere, baits everywhere, all that shit. Just things get broken and the stuff that we have is not cheap. Everybody knows that everything we buy is expensive. Everything we use is expensive. It sucks when it breaks, uh, which it inevitably does if you have crap laying everywhere. Step on planer boards. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it happens. It happens no matter what. But yeah, you're right. And it's just like the more organization you can have on your boat, the safer and better you're going to be. Uh, just so. as a total aside, uh, speaking of planer boards, I think my son can 3D print planer boards. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm thinking um, of asking him to try to print me a couple so that I can at least give it a shot this year. Uh, but it basically teaches you how to print out each little piece and you put all the pieces together and there's your planer board. You could paint them custom colors and then you guys have a business. There you go. There, there you go. There you go. Can you make the really, really big planer boards that like Leo uses out on St. Clair? I think probably. Yeah. As long as it would fit on the, the pad. Yeah. It's like the size of my desk. Yeah, like oh really? How big are they? 3D printer, like probably two or three feet long. Yeah, two or he's three. Like, why? I mean, I, I mean, what? Tell me, I don't, I don't have any experience with planer boards. What does Those a would be bigger like planer fishing, board like that do? You could fish in like three, four foot waves, and yeah. with those, Saint Clair, yes, yeah, like our little inline, like my little small offshore inlines, like would not do well up there. <laughs> Maybe if it was like flat calm or what we deal with like on Pimey, but like those couple of days we were up there, I mean, we had like three footers easy. I don't think that would really do well on an offshore planter board. I could be wrong. Maybe somebody will comment on our posts for once and tell me that I'm wrong. It all depends that we're wrong. how you've got them set up, but it's yeah. tough on them. It's definitely tough. I mean, when I went out there, I was running my TX44s or whatever. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure one or two got buried once or twice. I don't really remember, but I'm sure it happened. But are those the church boards? Yeah, 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 church ones, the orange ones. See, I like your boards better than mine. That's probably I, a something lot of I should like. Done. The offshores. I don't know. I mean, What's the difference? I've used in both. all honesty. Not a uh, lot. Different clip much. styles. Yeah, say the clips really main difference. Like the TX44s have a pin in the back instead of a clamp. That makes sense. The nice thing about that, though, and and this is probably going to be like for anybody that trolls and uses planer boards, like the biggest difference that I I really, really enjoy about those church boards is like when you're wrapping. Because you know how like a lot of times, like if you don't wrap your line around whether it's the clip, the front clip, the back clip or something like a lot of times those boards will slip, especially when it's windy, Mm -hmm. like those church boards, dude, like you can wrap the line right around that pin. And it's just like super, like, I love that. That's like my favorite thing about trolling. It's just like giving out my secrets. Dude, this is not a secret. (laughs) I didn't didn't invent that. (laughs) That's like super nice. Like I started doing that with the, uh, with my offshore boards but the only problem is like the one thing that i failed miserably on last year was not cutting the line like because i left the same leader on for like months and months and months and that's what caused me to lose like the line to break and i lost my board out into the middle of pima tuning with leo <laughs> which resulted in me dumping his down rod into the lake oh geez i remember that yeah, yeah you gotta that's the one thing with inline boards you gotta keep Keep an eye on your line, especially if you run the same same spread all the time. Yeah, that's a lesson for everybody. Check your uh if you're constantly sending a lure back 30 feet, yeah. you might want to check that. 
if you're wrapping it especially. What else do we have, Owen? Are you making bucktails or what? You like pounding through like spinner baits, and bucktails? I'm starting. I'm starting to. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm building a lot of skirts and I'm just starting to build stuff. So yeah, I got, I got some stuff built. I'm kind of trying to figure out what a what exactly I'm gonna do this year. He needs my, to... my stuff is gonna be a lot simpler this year. That's for sure. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna do like the crazy crazy uh, blade painting patterns and whatnot. But I'll have. I'll have lots of stuff come Musky Max. He needs to send me his pattern so I can start making grub trailers. Keep myself well, yeah. busy. Because adding the grub trailers to, you know, the trailer hook on the spinner baits would be a, a very, very nice, nice touch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that. What is so, that, Tom, you're showing us? I've been sitting over here as we've been podcasted, sculpted in a swim bait. Sculpting out of a clay. penis. Yep. Donnie sees penises and all the lures I make, and it's kind of like those psychological tests where you show someone a shape. <laughs> a Rorschach, yeah, Rorschach, Rorschach test. test. Everything I show yeah, Donnie okay. says penis, so I think we got to go right. into this And more. every time somebody holds up a picture with two balls and a long shaft, I'm going to see it. Where do you see balls on here, Donnie? I'm curious. Let's talk I about do this. See, I kind of do see balls in a shaft. If your balls oh, yeah. look like that, then that's a whole other discussion. we got to go We're not saying it's anatomically correct. That's uh somebody needs to get get themselves checked out. If your balls look like that. that. But I'm making a I'm making a lot more single single blades this year. Um I'm going to make like some that. because honestly they sold a lot they sold a, a lot of guys like them the first year around and I really didn't bring any last year. So I'm planning on doing that. I've had a lot of requests for that. So that's that's kind of where I've started. Can, Are you uh, gonna make any more of those, uh, like the big ones you had up at Nimbusing? Were see, those twelves? Nobody, nobody buys those locally. I will. Like, I well, I'll make them for you. That's what I mean. Like anybody that wants something like that, like with very big blades or or a heavier weight, anything like that. But uh, what I've found is that Musky Max guys, they look at double tens like, like we look at a 16 inch crankbait like, like you know what devil. if you right. like if you, you you might only buy one and you're never going to use it because most guys i know we don't understand this but the old timers you know the guys that show up at musky max they're they may not have tranks you know they're 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 using their old musky their old musky uh, reels and a double 10 just is not what they're looking for is were those? Is that what those were? The the big ones, like the two skirt ones and stuff that you had up at Nipissing. Were they still yeah. ten blades or okay? Those I were. Uh, I don't. I do have some bigger. I do have some twelves, but I don't think I brought any of those up to Nipissing. Yeah, I they were all double all tens. Double tens. All right. I, I added more weight to them. Class. I want a double skirt at double twelve. I think uh, I can do that. Absolutely. I want a big one. Were you, you guys? Like, do you, okay. do you guys think you're going to go to St. Lawrence again, Donnie? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm hoping to get up there no matter what, at least yeah. maybe for a long weekend or something. But I, I don't know. It's... See, that's the thing. I would I would be really interested in stuff like that for long weekends. You know, right. doing a week is tough. And, you know, because I'm doing, I'm doing a week. I'm doing a week with Nipissing. Like, that's my week. But if I can do long weekends and I can take a Friday off work and – leave and i would i'll drive anywhere you guys want to yeah i mean i'm, I'm in too but, i want to uh, i want to do cave run too i would like to do that 
I would absolutely like to do that. I mean, shit, you want to do that this spring? Let's do it. <laughs> the PMTT. I want to get back down yeah. there. I, I got some redemption. I got to catch a muskie on cave run. I'd rather go to Pymie. I mean, probably me too right now. <laughs> but that's. But, uh, uh, but uh, going back though, Nick, I know you brought up the St. Lawrence as soon as I, you know, talked about those double 12s. But the truth is, I'm, I want to throw that here. I don't. I'm not afraid to throw that thing in the river. That's what I want it for. Yeah, it's night fishing material. I don't have. If they'll eat it in the St. Lawrence, I don't know why they wouldn't eat it in, in our, right, rivers. our rivers. I, yeah. I don't. Well, I, I don't for, think that there's any difference. For I anyone that don't. wants something special or bigger or whatever, come to Muskie Max. Tell me what you want, and if I can't build it right there on the spot for you, which I probably will be able to. Um, if I can't do that, you tell me what you want and I'll be able to put it together. I mean, I can do literally anything. The problem is, is when you're preparing for a show, you're trying to put together stuff that you think guys are going to buy. And, and like we talked with Zach Baker about the New York, you know, the, the difference between your New York show and your Muskie Max is guys at Muskie Max, they aren't big bait guys. You know, even Muskie guys are not big bait guys. They're, they're used to fishing, four and a half inch six five inch shad baits and you show them this gigantic double 10 and i I don't know that's just kind of my feeling maybe i'm totally wrong because double tens are nothing new you know they're all over the musky world so it's not like anyone that would go to musky max would be surprised at a double 10 bucktail do you know what i mean yeah hey were you guys well I don't want to jump ahead here, but I want to ask the question. Are you guys good with the challenge I sent you in the text group? Like the, uh, so maybe I should just say this. I'm just going to take ownership of it and I'm going to do this. Okay. So for anybody listening to this, anybody that's going to musky max, I want to propose a challenge. Okay. And that challenge is if you can provide a picture and this doesn't necessarily have to be fishing related, okay? I want to see if there's anybody out there in the Pittsburgh area that is more Pittsburgh than Nate Bud. <laughs> and get, you got to go down the river, and uh, I, I don't know. You got to gotta go, go down Blonox and find something down there. So here's the challenge, and I'm going to post this at some point here before Muskie Max. Anybody that can provide a picture that is more Pittsburgh than the pictures I have of Nate Bud, I will buy you a Big O's bucktail or spinnerbait at Muskie Max. Okay, that's the challenge. But you've got to have and a he'll picture. And he'll post the pictures. Actually, you have, I think I have you have pictures. already posted the pictures. Of, I didn't post um, it yet, but I've got a couple of pictures of Nate Bud that he supplied to me, and he's on board with this. I talked to him before. If you can provide to me a picture that is more Pittsburgh than the pictures I have of Shirtless Nate Bud, or shirt? I don't care. Okay. Just have, just have it to has clarify. to be, and this has to be. We have to like vote on. This Are we thing. eligible? Are we eligible? I'll, I will make this open to everybody because this right, is good. my I challenge. This is a, for my double twelve. This is a musky hunks challenge, but it's ultimately a Ryan Reed challenge. If you can provide to me a picture that is more Pittsburgh than the ones I have of Nate Bud, I will buy you your Big O's of choice. Fair. That sounds. That sounds fair. All right, so that's what we're going to do. So I'll post these pictures at some point in the next couple of weeks. And if somebody can do it, and we got to vote on this as a group because I don't want to be the one that's like, eh, 
Maybe. I vote for my picture. Same. I vote for Donnie. <laughs> it's got to be Pittsburgh. You can't just send me a shirtless <laughs> picture of you in your bathroom. I need to sure. see. Shirtless with muskies with a with a girl smoking wieners in the back. Yeah, maybe maybe it's at Heinz Field. I don't know. You tell me. Hey, what, right. what about the picture of me and Josh with the muskie and the terrible towel in Canada at Lake of the that's, Woods? That's a that's good one. Pittsburgh. That's a good one. That's a good How one. About, that's a very good one. Enter that one. But well, you got to consider the competition here because Nate Butters had one. some some very Pittsburgh ass pictures. He did. He, did. he he actually took Bates to Heinz Field. Mm-hmm. He also somebody was, holding yeah, a muskie with Heinz Field in the background. He was also highlighted on the Isley's Facebook or Instagram page. Mr. Oh, that's right. Yep, for eating chipped ham. For eating chipped ham yeah. every single day. So you know what every you're day. up against, boys <laughs> and girls. If you can eat chipped ham every freaking day of your life, Isley's, that's that's pretty Pittsburgh right there, dude. I don't know. You got you to gotta find something better. So I don't even know what Isley's is. Oh, sad. Oh, Nick. Come on, man. Blocked. Unfollowed. I'm not a up here. <laughs> That's true. All right. I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I wanted to get that out in the in the airways. Well, boys. Well, where boys. do we go from here? I feel like that's probably good. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not ready I'm for good. bed yet. Yeah. Gonna, well, Come make I'm some gonna, trout worms. I'm gonna go watch. If we're gonna call it, I'm gonna go watch YouTube videos of of trout worms because I'm gonna start a rival company and put Tom out of business. Or you could come make them with me. Ooh. Honestly, Tom, where do you see the like? I mean, you like, what do you plan on doing with them? Honestly, yeah. Like, where, I, I like mean, do you like, want to make? Do you want to get into musky baits or like? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. But like, I mean, I would like to have a brand someday. I mean, like that's always like been the dream as a kid. I mean, selling some fishing stuff. So. I mean, but I'm not going to, like you said before a million times, I don't want to just be like, oh, here's something to sell. I'm going to sell it. Like, I don't, I want to have like something worth having. And have I mean, you got any feedback on your dildos yet? Which ones? Because everything's looked like a dildo so far. So you have to clarify <laughs> the, the trout worm dildos, the musky dildos. What, what penises are we talking about? Donnie, right Donnie, seek, seek therapy, please. Seek therapy. <laughs> but what penises, Donnie? Tell Sees me. Penises everywhere. Which penises are you it's thinking about right now? That's why? a fallacy. It literally made me stop eating foods that were shaped like dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Penis-shaped foods. This is awful. This is awful radio. This is good radio radio. This is awful radio. <laughs> hey, if anyone's listening at this point, God bless you. I know. <laughs> this is pathetic. <laughs> we do have a couple good guests coming up, though. Let's hope we do. So. If we have any listeners left after this one. Oh. Yeah, but these street. ones are always the ones where like Craig will be like, that was awesome, guys. Yeah, you notice he's the only one. That's fair. No, there are others. The people do enjoy the bullshit sessions, but uh, I don't know if, if they enjoy it when we get this deep into the weeds. <laughs> yeah. Only time will tell. So you're right. you're planning on building musky baits then at some point. We're gonna see some good solid musky lures from you out of Yeah, oh, eventually. I don't know if it'll be a year from now or but it's it'll it'll happen. Next Tuesday he'll have musky baits. I mean, at this rate, staying up all night huffing plastic fumes, you never know. I could wake up tomorrow with one. It, it's anything goes right now. Shit's getting <laughs> weird, Ryan. And you have you'll see if you come here. 
It's been weird for about two hours and 19 minutes now. Yep. All right, we can call it. All right, boys. You guys up all night. (laughs) Well, until next time. Yeah. Call it a night. We'll just say tight lines. We'll see you next time. Oh, yeah. All right, boys. See you at the Ohio show if you're going. See ya. See ya. I'll be there. Maybe. See you there. Hopefully. Uh, I won't either, but.